As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Recording this episode on Sunday night, my wife and I are on a short break in Edinburgh, but I managed to sneak the microphone into the suitcase and she's just fallen asleep, so it looks like you're going to get a podcast for Blank Game Week 12, which is a midweek game week with a Tuesday deadline of 6pm UK time, so don't get caught out by that. Mohamed Salah was the difference between Liverpool and Manchester City on Sunday, securing all three points for the Reds and staking a claim for a place in our Game Week 12 squads. Elsewhere, Bukayo Saka punished his sellers again with a nine-pointer in the 1-0 win for Arsenal over Leeds. In this episode, I'll do a quick gimmick review, update the watch list for midweek, answer 10 questions from Twitter, and take a look at captaincy and potential transfers for Game Week 12. It's going to be nice to talk about captaincy for a change with no game for Mr. Haaland this week. Arsenal also won't feature in Game Week 12, so I'm free from Saka pain this week. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. A quick review of game week 11. Going into the game week, the plan was to bank the transfer, but like a lot of people, the Reese James injury forced me into action because I didn't want to play Nico Williams, wasn't sure if he would start or not. Also didn't want to play Botman, who of course ended up getting good points against Manchester United. So in the end, I sold Rhys James and I brought in Matt Doherty. I was between Doherty and Gahey. Gahey just wasn't exciting enough for me in the end. I went for the attacking potential of Matt Doherty. Both got clean sheets, but Gahey outscored him with a bonus point. But long term, I'm hoping between now and the World Cup, Doherty will get plenty of starts and we'll see attack and returns there from him. Finished on 53 points, which was enough for another green arrow of about 100,000 places. Five green arrows in a row now, so we're moving in the right direction. And I've managed to claw the rank back from 2 million five weeks ago, sitting now at 700k. So hopefully can keep that momentum going between now and game week 16. 
then come back after Christmas and smash the second half of the season. The points this week came from Tony with 12. Great start to the game week on Friday night. Mitrovic, good to see him back in action with a 7-pointer. Doherty with 6. And then the unexpected double Newcastle clean sheet from Pope and Trippier against Manchester United. Botman was on my bench, like I mentioned. There was blanks this week for Captain Haaland, Kevin De Bruyne, Cancelo, Martinelli, Madison and Wilfred Zaha. So the Saka to Zaha transfer two weeks ago. I'm not even going to add up how many points I've lost on that one. It's probably 20 plus at this stage. And the Madison yellow card, very last minute for diving, means he misses the midweek game week when we're all relying on him to get us to 10 or 11 players. So that is typical FPL. Madison lets us down just when we needed him. No new members to the 59th Minute Club again this week. It's been quite a while now, so I'm sure midweek with lots of rotation coming, I'm sure lots of managers will make use of four or five substitutions. Hopefully we'll get a few new members on Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Moving on now to the watch list update. Just two players removed following game week 11. Mark Kukurea at Chelsea. I think I only added him last game week. But again, started the game but only played 45 minutes. So missed out on the clean sheet points. So very frustrating for those who replaced Reese James with Kukurea. I think that Chelsea defence... It continues to be a frustrating place to go for FPL managers. Potter's never afraid to change things up. And we know now he's also not afraid to make half-time substitutions either. So Kukurea, not in my thoughts anymore. Marcus Rashford, I've also removed. Again, didn't start game week 11. Did have a couple of decent chances when he came on. Probably should have scored a winner in that game. But again, not looking at Rashford for my transfers in either game week 12 or or game week 13, Manchester United have two tricky fixtures coming up anyway, so maybe come back to Rashford around game week 14 or 15. Players added to the watch list this week, defenders first of all, Trent Alexander-Arnold made a return to action, I think sooner than most of us expected, he was on the bench against Manchester City, came on for a minute or two at the end, so will he start midweek is the big question, still feels like a tricky time, to bring him in because we can't be sure if he's going to start midweek or not but certainly with Liverpool having decent fixtures over the next few weeks as well it's good to see him fit again and I'm sure he'll be making a return to lots of teams Ben White doesn't have a fixture this week but he's continuing to deliver at just 4.5 million probably the best 4.5 million price defender in the game so far this season a lot of people went Saliba earlier in the campaign his price has shot up quite a bit now so I'm looking at Ben White as a possible part of an Arsenal triple up come game week 13 or game week 14 so White is on the watch list to remind me of that when Arsenal are back in action Perisic joins the watch list again, he's on it, he's off it, he's back on it, he continues to flirt with us, those of us who don't own him, he always dangles the carrot, he looked good again, pops up in really good positions, I think he got two bonus points with that clean sheet, eight pointer for Perisic owners, so I've seen a few people actually have Doherty and Perisic, to me that is, you're looking for pain when it comes to team sheets every week, but when they do start, we know Conte fullbacks are so good, they play really high, and there's lots of potential for goals and assists with both players so Perisic in my thoughts I'm unlikely to double up now that I've got Doherty I'll probably just stick with Trippier Cancelo Doherty for the next few weeks but certainly Perisic if you don't already own a Spurs player he's always a consideration now whether you want to take the risk or not I'll leave that down to you on to midfielders added to the watch list the main man is back Mohamed Salah I think a lot of people are going to go there 
following his hat-trick against Rangers in the Champions League, then scoring the winner against Manchester City. Back in form, is form even a thing? But good to see him putting the ball in the back of the net. That's what we want to see as FPL manager. I'll come to captaincy later, but I think Salah's right up there as one of the best captaincy candidates, and he is in my thoughts for transfers this week. For those of us like me who've got Kevin De Bruyne, it's a pretty easy move to Salah this week for the West Ham fixture for captaincy. If Salah does well against West Ham, I think they've got Nottingham Forest after that. So it could be a case of Salah might be coming back in and he might be staying in. Whereas initially we might have been looking at maybe a one-week punt for Salah, getting rid of him straight away and then spreading the cash to players like Foden and Saka. But I think it looks like we could have you know, at least a pretty good version of Salah back over the next couple of game weeks. Another player added to the watch list, two players from Chelsea. Mason Mount seems to be absolutely smashing it under Graham Potter. Big points last two game weeks, playing well in the Champions League. Also scored a brilliant free kick this game week and and Tyrone Mings also gifted him a goal in that win over Aston Villa as well. Sterling, unlucky, hit the woodwork, passed the eye test. He is more expensive than Mason Mount. So if you are going for a Chelsea midfielder, I think Mason Mount is the first place to go. And I owned him first two or three game weeks of the season and he did absolutely nothing. So it's frustrating now to see him do well. But, you know, that's the player I was hoping I was getting when I picked him in game week one. So good to see him back amongst the points and amongst the goals because, again, the more options we have in FPL, the better it is for the game overall. So, yeah, talk about one-week punts later for game week 12 but I'll be talking about Sterling and Mason Mount again in that question a couple of cheaper options in added I'm probably not going to buy either of these two they're more added for listeners if you're looking for cheap midfielders Philip Billing at Bournemouth I think it's four attacking returns in the last five games I still do prefer Dominic Solanke if you are going for a Bournemouth attacker but let's say you're already happy with your three strikers or if you're playing a 3-5-2 formation and you don't have a space for a Solanke I think Billing is proven very good value plays pretty advanced basically plays up alongside Solanke in a lot of games so he's he's more of a forward really than a midfielder in a lot of games and then Eze at Crystal Palace as well I've got the disappointing Wilfred Zaha hopefully he's going to reward our patience against Wolves if you don't already own Zaha I think Eze has probably looked better in the last two fixtures and he's about two million cheaper as well so if you want to punt short term is a Crystal Palace have good fixtures as well right up until game week 16. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Ty 
time to tackle 10 questions now. Thanks as always to everyone who sent them in. Lots and lots of questions this week, as you would imagine, with people logging into FPL and seeing only seven or eight players with fixtures, some even less now with injuries and suspensions causing issues as well. Question from FPL Rods. With the blank game we considered, how many players would you look to play before you consider using your free hit chip? Rod goes on to say, suspensions and injuries mean I'm down to eight or nine if Zuma is back from illness. I know normally we'd wait until double game weeks for the free hit chip, but at the same time, it feels like a good opportunity. So overall, my thoughts still haven't changed too much from last week's podcast, where I said I think the free hit chip is better kept for the second half of the season, whether it be in a really big blank game week where we've only got maybe three or four fixtures, or in a big double game week where we might have, you know, 10, 11, 12 teams who play twice, you can play it quite aggressively, and then you're hoping for a big score of 150 or 160 points. I know now a lot of teams are a mess this week. You might even have only five or six players who you think are going to play. You might have five or six players from Arsenal and City. You might have Madison. You might have players like Patterson still hanging around on your bench. So, it is obviously very tempting to free hit, but again, my advice is I still think it's better to take a hit or two, get through it as best you can. You don't need to have 11 players. Again, most importantly, make sure you have a good captain. And even if you've only got eight, nine, you know, 10 is absolutely fine. Even eight or nine players, I think is fine. And even seven, if you've got seven good assets and a good captain, if they all deliver, you're not going to lose too much ground. And then overall, in the second half of the season, you're hoping that that free hit chip will be much more valuable and gain you more than it would in this game week. So my advice is I would keep the free hit for later in the season, but I know there will be extreme cases this week where you know there might be teams that have only three or four starters, and then the case, obviously, the less players you have, the stronger the case is for using the chip this week. So I'm not going to say definitely don't use it at all costs because there will be squads that will probably need it. So you've got to make that call yourself. Sit down with your own team and assess what you think feels right. Another reason why I don't love the free hit chip this week is because it's a midweek game week, either side of weekend game weeks, you know, three games in seven or eight days for most teams. That equals mass rotation. And the fixtures don't scream out to me either. They're not the most attractive set of fixtures for, you know, triple-ups from teams if you are free-hitting. Maybe you would go triple Liverpool against West Ham, for example. You know, you might go triple Brighton against Nottingham Forest. But even those fixtures, they're not fantastic in terms of a free-hit. So, overall, I think there's potential for people to free-hit this week and to be left disappointed. You know, you could get two or three of your free-hit picks. You might find them on the bench or they get reduced minutes. And a lot of those games, I think, are quite hard to call in terms of results as well. So it's quite hard to know where to go with some of those free hit picks. So again, if you're in a total mess with only three, four, five picks, yes, by all means, consider it. But don't forget that later in the season, free hit chip will be very valuable. I feel like what will happen this week, some people who don't necessarily need to use their free hit chip will use it. And then they'll be saying at some point down the line in the second half of the season, I wish I didn't use my free hit chip in that blank game week where there was only one fixture missing. It might be a case of, like I said, if you're new to the game, very often we have a blank game week in the second half of the season. There could be as little as two or three fixtures sometimes. So, you know, only six teams or maybe only eight teams playing. And that's when a free hit can be very useful. And then on the flip side, you can be aggressive, play it when we have 
16 or 17 fixtures in a game week. And then the hope there is that lots of your players get 180 minutes. So obviously increased points potential there. So yeah, sit down with your own team and make the call on the free hit chip. But for me, it's very much only for extreme cases this game week. Question from Argyle Guy. Is it worth fielding 10 and rolling the transfer to get two frees for game week 13? So this is a good question as well. I think I said last week, if you can arrive at game week 13 with two free transfers, that would be very a very good position to be in because game week 13 to 16, Manchester City and Arsenal, go look at the fixtures for both teams. They're fantastic. They're the two best teams in the league at the moment. We're going to want triple ups from both teams. If you're like me and you've only got four or five at the moment, I think I've got five. Sorry, I've got four and I'm probably going to drop down to three this week. I'm going to want to get up back up to five or six as soon as possible from game week 13 onwards so if you can get to two free transfers for game week 13 that's great because it will help you to get those guys in with free transfers rather than having to take hits and if that even means playing with 10 this week like i said playing with 10 this week is probably going to feel like playing with 11 in a normal week and even those of us who say right if i make a couple of transfers here i'm going to have 11 players it's very likely we won't get 11 players out anyway with rotation. Some of those players are a bit dodgy. Players like Nico Williams, you know, if Orie comes back in, we might be looking at a zero-pointer or a one-pointer. It's usually a zero-pointer or a one-pointer with Nico Williams anyway, whether he starts or not. But you, you get the drift. You know, just because you have 10 or 11 with a fixture under their name this week doesn't mean you're going to get 10 or 11 on the pitch. Overall, very often, these blank game weeks, especially when they're midweek, they can be a bit of a mess. They can be, you know, just loads of us might have 10 or 11. We might end up only getting 7 or 8. And it can be a really low scoring game week. But if you cover off the main bases, again, captaincy is important. And if you have 9, if you have 10, that's fine. And even if that means, you know, you don't necessarily have to use all your free transfers to get to 11. You could tactically play with 10 this week or 9. And then you're in a stronger position to get your Foden's, your Saka's, your Gabriel Jesus's back for game week 13. Because at the end of the day, those are the most important assets in the game. And those of us like myself who sold Saka two weeks ago, we've been you know, taught or reminded a valuable lesson there that you know we shouldn't move away from good assets, from good teams too quickly just because of fixture planning. Especially for players like Zaha, who we should know by now, who has trolled us for many many seasons but again hopefully he can redeem himself in game week 12 question from Cahill Doherty would it be crazy to use a wild card this week Cahill needs a minus four to get to 11 players says his planning has been ruined with suspensions and injuries what to do again just going to echo what I said if you can get to 11 with a minus four that's my scenario again whether the 11 all play is another story but it looks good at least to have 11 possible players for this game week because a lot of teams will have a lot less than that so straight away you're going into the game week stronger than a lot of the field so again absolutely i would not use a wild card if you can get to 11 players with a minus four I think it makes a lot more sense to play a wildcard game week 13. You know, just muddle through this game week, even if it means a red arrow. And then wildcard game week 13, build your team around triple city, triple arsenal. You've got yourself another week of information as well. And then you can really attack game week 13, 14, 15 and 16 with that wildcard. Question from Rasty. Given the high ownership of the city and arsenal assets and people are likely taking hits this week, is it wise to not do any major tinkering with those assets? Rasty, 
says what I said already. They have great fixtures after game week 12. So yeah, if you have you know, anything between two, three, four and five players from City and Arsenal, don't get rid of them all. Don't sell them just because they don't play this week because you're going to want them back straight away, all of them. The City guys, the Arsenal guys. So three on the bench is absolutely fine. That's my plan. Three on the bench and then hopefully 11 players will feature. And then as soon as possible, I'm going to use all my transfers after game week 12. The first two or three transfers I make are going to be to get back to that full complement of three City and three Arsenal. So yeah, don't massively sell all those assets just because you see them without a fixture this week because like I said once game week 13 rolls around and you see your team and you see the fixtures for those teams you're going to want them back straight away and again you can keep four you can keep five even if it means playing nine or ten players this game week question from FPL Brooklyn is Kevin De Bruyne out for Mohamed Salah the obvious transfer to own a Liverpool attacker in game week 12 and 13 or would Jota, Firmino or Darwin be better value by transferring out Jesus so here's a good example I wouldn't sell Jesus because you're going to want them game week 13 onwards unlucky not to score this game week had a pretty good chance that he should have scored Kevin De Bruyne I think it makes a lot of sense to sell Kevin De Bruyne if you don't already own Phil Foden. I think De Bruyne to Salah, captain this week, makes a lot of sense. That opens the door for Phil Foden then in game week 13, and that gives you about 4 million quid to spend elsewhere in your squad. So that is my early thoughts. Jota seems to have picked up a hamstring issue, so straight away there's doubts there. Firmino and Darwin very likely to share game time. We've seen Darwin on the bench against Manchester City. So Salah to me is much more secure in terms of minutes when it comes to the Liverpool attack. So I think it's worth paying the premium for Salah over the likes of Firmino and Darwin at the moment. He's much more reliable, especially when it comes to captaincy, which is what we need this game week with no Haaland. Liverpool fixtures between now and the World Cup are good. West Ham, Nottingham Forest, Leeds, Tottenham and Southampton. So it's really only that Tottenham one that sticks out as a tricky one, especially for their attackers. You you would think with those fixtures, Salah should continue to score goals and provide assists as well. Maybe I'm being a little bit too high on Salah on you know two or three good performances, but you know he he's got a lot built up in the bank over the last four or five seasons. And once you kind of see him back in the goals, it's very very hard to resist this guy because we know how reliable he can be. Next question is from FPL Eldon. Original plan in game week 13 was Foden and Mount in for Kevin De Bruyne and Leon Bailey. But I'm now considering Salah in for the next three game weeks instead. What are your thoughts on this? And by the way, my front three is Haaland, Kane and Mitrovic. So here's an example of someone looking to go the premium route already on Haaland and Kane. And looking to bring in Mohamed Salah. I've seen a few people tweeting on Sunday night that this is their plan also. They already own the two big strikers and they can make the switch now to Salah as well. Maybe with two transfers, maybe it's two free transfers or maybe it's a minus four. I think it's absolutely fine. Kane is so consistent this season. Every time you check the Spurs score, you expect to see your regular one goal from Kane and a couple of bonus points. Mitrovic, you keep him. Haaland, you obviously keep him. So yeah, Salah, Haaland and Kane is certainly viable for the next couple of game weeks. I wouldn't stop anyone from going there. Question from Dave Thompson. Who is the best one-week midfielder? Salah versus West Ham looks good, but what do you think of Son against Manchester United? So yeah, a lot of people, I presume Dave here is probably going to wildcard game week 13, so is looking for a one-week punt, or else is getting a midfielder for one week and then getting a City midfielder 
or an Arsenal midfielder to replace that player right away, game week 13 onwards. So we've talked a lot about Salah. Son, I like him as an option, but I don't like the fixture as much as I like West Ham for Liverpool. I think on paper, Tottenham are away to Manchester United. I don't love that. Manchester United just kept another clean sheet in game week 11. So between Son and Salah, I'm going to favour the Liverpool man there. I've had a look at other options as well. If you are looking for a one-week punt, there is other options out there. Let's say you don't want to spend the cash on Salah. And if you're not too keen on Son either, you know, Trossard's an obvious one at home to Nottingham Forest. I think he's going to be a very popular transfer in. If I end up making two transfers this week, it might be Salah and Trossard coming in. Other options, if you don't already own Zaha, yes, he's been frustrating. Still think he's a fine option because he's got the fixtures, he's got penalties. Eze, who I mentioned as well. Then you've got the Chelsea guys are away to Brentford. That's a good fixture for attackers. You've got Sterling and Mason Mounts. Almiron, if you're not already tripled up on Newcastle. Almiron at home to Everton. Don't mind that as a one-week punt. And then you're starting to scrape the barrel. Harvey Barnes is at home to Leeds. You could go for the Leicester man. Or you could go for a Leeds midfielder if you fancy Leicester to continue to concede goals. Although... Danny Ward has been starting to frustrate me. I don't like seeing him getting clean sheets because I've been saying all season, never start Danny Ward ever. Even if you don't have another goalkeeper, try and bench both of them. But yeah, well done. If you if you did keep the faith with the Leicester double up, I guess I've got to say well done. You've got yourself some good value points over the last two or three game weeks. Still not going to go there myself. But yeah, Leeds midfielder, Aronson, Harrison, maybe a punt on Rodrigo. Like, like I said, you're probably starting to scrape the barrel there. But certainly Trossard, Zaha, Probably Mount or Sterling uh, are probably your best picks as one-week punts if you don't fancy Son or Salah. Question from Razor. Is Son to Salah a good transfer for a minus four with a view to captain in Salah? Good question. If you are confident that Salah outscores Son and you're very happy to captain Salah, then I don't mind it. Usually I wouldn't like a minus four from a premium asset to another premium asset, but if you're down on Son and you think Salah is on an upward trajectory and you fancy him to return well against West Ham, then I think that's fine as well. Again, captaincy is what swings it to being okay. I probably wouldn't advise a minus four there if you weren't going to captain Salah, but hits, I always think, are quite different if captaincy is involved and it's much easier to do so. Question from Dominic. Dominic still has Reese James. Not sure who to get in his place. Already have Cancelo, Trippier, Gahey and Nico Williams. Any recommendations? So yeah, I think a lot of people who didn't sell Reese James probably do have at least Cancelo and Trippier and then some of those cheaper options. Again, there's not too many options out there. You could go early on Trent and hope he starts against West Ham. Don't mind that. You know, Hopefully you might get some inclinations on Tuesday before the deadline if Trent is going to play or not midweek. I still think Doherty and Perisic are okay to go for. Not ideal. You know, missed out in the clean sheet last week and maybe a bit more rotation concern midweek. But again, between now and the World Cup, you would fancy Doherty and Perisic to get decent game time and you're just hoping to get the attack and returns as well. Elsewhere, I still don't mind the Newcastle defence. I'm tripled up on it. I'm probably not the best person to advise going there. But let's say you don't own Pope and you do own Trippier. You could go for a for a Botman as a pair in alongside Trippier. I don't mind that because they've got Everton at home and I'm quite hopeful that I'm going to get a triple Newcastle clean sheet this week. Uh, I just hope Eddie Howe doesn't troll me and bench Botman again like he did against Bournemouth. Not that they kept a clean sheet that week anyway. And elsewhere, Chelsea is an obvious place to go 
in terms of being a big team, having good fixtures and having a good fixture this week. But the problem is Potter, you know, which defender starts? Koulibaly only got 45 minutes. Kukure only got 45. Does Chilwell play every game? I don't think so. So to me, Chelsea defence is a bit of a stay away. Which brings me to the last question from Sam Telfer. Is Kepa a compelling goalkeeper option now. Sam has Ederson and want to transfer him out so I can move for Foden in addition to Cancelo and Haaland for game week 13. So yeah, Sam has Ederson who is blocking a move to Foden. I think it makes sense to sell Ederson because Foden is one of the best picks in the game this season. Once you buy Foden, you might end up keeping him for the whole season if he continues to do what he's been doing so far. So yes, I think Kepa, we've got enough information now that I think you can go there the closer we get to the World Cup as well the easier it is to get Kepa because if you do get him and it goes wrong and he does lose his place you've only got a couple of weeks to deal with it but he was fantastic go watch some of the highlights from the Aston Villa game some of the saves Kepa made were unbelievable you know to preserve that clean sheet and he was rewarded with quite a big points return in FPL so it's great to see him back playing well obviously had a very tricky time at Chelsea but always nice to see a player come back and do well so yeah I think he's a great goalkeeper option if he continues to play between now and the World Cup I think he's going to be in every single FPL team when we have unlimited transfers for game week 17 Hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Captaincy and transfers now for game week 12. Captaincy first of all, no Haaland, so we actually have a decision to make this week. Like I said, for me, top of the list is Salah at home to West Ham, given what he's done in his most recent two performances. Trossard, I think, is a fine captaincy option at home to Nottingham Forest as well, although I didn't like seeing him getting taken off early in game week 11. Kane and Son, if you own them, have to be under consideration as well against Manchester United. But again, I prefer Salah over Kane and Son for captaincy this game week because of the fixture. Mitrovic is back. Is he 100% fit? I don't think he is. I think it was pretty clear to see he's not 100% fit. So that is probably enough to put me off captaincy on him. Happy to own him for Aston Villa, but don't think I will captain him. And then if you've got Chelsea assets, you could be brave and you could captain a Raheem Sterling or a Mason Mount against Brentford. But again, do you captain a player who plays for Graham Potter who rotates a lot? I don't think that is for me. I don't think my heart could take that Chelsea team sheet during the week. So for me, I think Salah is the best captaincy candidate for midweek. Transfer thoughts. Before Salah scored against City, I noted down my thoughts and it said Kevin De Bruyne to Salah captain. And ever since I sold Salah on the wildcard in game week eight, I've always kind of had one eye on him. 
as a possible transfer back in for this game week 12. It's an easy move from De Bruyne, so I think I'll stick to that plan. Initially, I was kind of moving away from that plan last week, but things changed quickly in FPL. Salah scored four goals in the last two fixtures, so he's certainly back in the thoughts. I think we can trust him more now on the eye test in the last few games. So very likely to do De Bruyne to Salah captain. Question then is, do I take a minus four to sell Madison to get me to 11 players? I think I'm leaning towards doing it. The Obviously, I could keep Madison, play with 10 this week, or hopefully 10. Madison's got some okay fixtures afterwards, but I think most of them are away fixtures for Leicester between now and the World Cup. So I think I'll probably take the opportunity to take a minus four, play aggressively, take a one-week punt on someone like Trossard for the Nottingham Forest game, and then that would be a one-week punt. So Trossard would probably just play play the Forest game, and then he'd probably come straight back out. And I, I'm quite open to a minus four this week and a minus four in game week 13 as well. So Salah and Trossard in possibly this week, and then Foden and Saka in uh, for another minus four then the following game week, and then maybe game week 14, Tony to Gabriel Jesus is a possibility for a free transfer as well. So again, like I said, I want to get back to Triple City and Triple Arsenal as quickly as possible. And if that means taking a couple of hits over the next couple of game weeks, I'm totally fine with that. So the minus four this week would give me 11 potential starters with Martinelli, Cancelo and Haaland on the bench. Other options, keep Madison. Don't think I'm going to do that. And then I've got cash. I've got enough cash for Sterling, just about. I might be priced out by the time I make my transfers on Tuesday. But Sterling's always tempting as a one-week punt. And Mason Mount, obviously, in the conversation there as well. So, again, leaning towards Salah captain and Madison to Trossard. But, again, won't be making any moves until Tuesday because I want to have all that press conference information. Uh, cash is not a problem for me for those moves. That's it for the Blank Game Week 12 podcast. Have a great week, folks. Best of luck for the midweek game week. And I'll talk to you again on Friday to look back on the action and to preview Game Week 13. The World Cup break is fast approaching. Let's hope for green arrows between now and then. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL general where you'll get extra podcasts, live streams and the team reveal before the deadline. Talk to you soon.